Kazuma. Artist Proof with Adrian Johnson. Episode 11, Eric Scott Pfeiffer. Welcome back to Artist Proof. I'm your host, Adrian Johnson. And today's episode is with comic book artist and illustrator, Eric Scott Pfeiffer. Now, Eric is someone whose work I've been following uh, for the last year or so. Um, you know, I, I really dig his stuff a lot. Um, he started posting some of his pages online from his comic book series, Arcadia, uh, from Boom Studios. And the stuff just really looked, cool. I mean, he had everything that, that I kind of dig. Um, the brushwork, um, just really impressionistic in some places, but also like that hard sci-fi, uh, just in terms of the story itself. And um, Arcadia uh, was written by Alex Pacnadel, and coincidentally, the collection for it, the trade paperback collection of Arcadia, is available in comic stores right now. Um, it just debuted as of this recording about two to uh, three weeks ago, I believe, earlier this month uh, in May. And um, it's available now. Go check it out. Um, I think you guys will dig it a lot. Uh, before I get into my conversation with Eric, uh, just letting you guys know that this episode and every episode of Artist Proof with Adrian Johnson is produced by Anasm Studios, LLC. Anasm uh, Studios is my personal brand. It's my creative outlet. You know, it's what I do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, you can find each and every episode, both present and past, of Artist Proof online at anasmastudios.com. And also, beginning with last episode, as some of you um, may have heard me mention, I'm going to start adding show notes um, to these episodes in the listing. Um, and for those who aren't familiar with what show notes are, it's where there are parts of the conversation where we may use terminology or cite examples um, that may be unfamiliar to many of the listeners or some of the listeners. And I take some of those, select ones, and just put them in the listing for the episode itself. So that way, um, either before you listen, during your listening, or after you listen to the episode, you can refer to those show notes that, that will be time marked uh, for where they occur in the conversation so that you'll be aware of what we're talking about at that particular point. Um, and again, that's that's just for the sake of just really being as informative and as, you know, um, um, uh, forthcoming as I can with as much information as possible within these episodes. You know, I definitely want to just, you know, give you guys all of it, everything, every last drop, <laughs> so to speak. So definitely check those out. And also consider subscribing to Artist Proof uh, via iTunes. 
Um, that way you can get each and every episode uh, delivered fresh, piping hot to your iPad or Android device. And while you're on iTunes, uh, consider leaving Artist Proof a review. Five stars, one star, no star is all good. What does matter is just hearing back from you guys and gals in terms of what you think of the show. You know, um, getting that feedback, you know, would definitely help me kind of gauge to, you know, um, certain areas that I can improve in or certain areas that I'm doing good in. Always, 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 always about improvement. So, you know, help me to help you and help the show. So that's anosmstudios.com, or you can also subscribe via iTunes. Uh, getting back to my conversation with Eric, um, we really had a fun conversation, I must say. Uh, fun and, and, and um, by turns, actually very inspiring, as you guys will hear. Um, Eric shared with me kind of his upbringing um, in Virginia, um, coming up in a creative family. Uh, you'll hear that uh, his, his uh, father play, plays guitar, um, paints. Um, his mother is also a painter. And uh, he has a brother that's also an illustrator, currently attending VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University, um, his alma mater, um, Eric's that is. And so, yeah, he has a very creative family. And so he gives kind of like some chestnuts, you know, growing up, you know, uh, within that very encouraging environment, you know. And um, we also discussed um, him attending uh, Virginia Commonwealth University and uh, finding his sea legs, so to speak, under the uh, tutelage, amongst others, uh, Sterling Hunley, the renowned illustrator. And, you know, the thing with um, VCU is that it's really um, becoming a hotbed for emerging young talent, you know, coming into the art world. I mean, you have um, such alumni as Jeffrey Allen Love, Richie Pope, Chris Visions, you know, probably tons of others after them coming out of there and just really, really taking the art world by storm. You know, it's very exciting. And um, Eric amongst them as well. Uh, so he talks about, you know, attending VCU and getting that solid education and really finding, um, finding himself, so to speak, artistically and, you know, going forth from there. Um, he also has a um, comic book series, a new comic book series coming out from uh, Black Mass Studios called The Forevers with, write, with writer uh, Kurt Pyers. And um, I've seen some of the preview images uh, online and some that are not online yet, but I can't show them. <laughs> I'm, I'm sworn to secrecy on those, but I can tell you, uh, if you look up The Forevers and see the preview images that are available online, um, it looks to be incredible. Um, Eric talks about the way that it felt like all his various disciplines kind of congealed into this series and um, informed his approach. And I, I, th I think for the better. I mean, it, it looks really good. So definitely check that out. And then lastly, um, the part that I mentioned that um, is very inspiring. Um, it, when I first started seeing Eric's work, it was primarily his uh, comic book stuff with uh, Arcadia as he was working on it and posting it. And then it seemed like there was a month thereafter where he started coming out with these digital paintings, you know, and it was like, whoa, is this the same guy? Wow. You know, and um, 
I just thought those digital paintings were, were incredible. I mean, they looked fantastic, you know, and he actually gives the explanation for, for kind of what happened there, you know, with him doing Arcadia and then coming out with these digital paintings. And I'll save that for you guys to listen to actually, you know, within the conversation. But I think especially for you younger illustrators out there, um, that are aspiring to get into the marketplace. I think it really illustrates no pun intended, um, just how tough, uh, things can be, you know, and sometimes when things get tough, you may have to go into another direction that you had not planned on to make your mark and to find a new avenue to pursue your craft. So check out that portion of the conversation. And with that, let's get into this because um, I definitely want you guys to go ahead and uh, listen to it. Uh, this is Artist Proof, episode number 11. And it's my conversation with Eric Scott Pfeiffer. Oh, and one more thing. Uh, stay tuned after the credits for a very, very brief Easter egg. Uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, it was my first time doing the Easter egg, so forgive me. But I thought it was funny to put in. So stay tuned after the credit. Thanks. Welcome back to Artist Proof with Adrian Johnson. And my guest tonight is an artist and, uh, and a buddy that I've, you know, admired for a long time now. And um, he was gracious enough to come on to the mics with me this evening. Um, that is one Eric Scott Pfeiffer. What is going on, sir? <laughs> How's it going, man? It's going good, man. It's going good. Yeah, I'm just rolling out the red carpet <laughs> for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. It was a nice intro, man. Thank you. I try. I try. Try to be smooth with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But yeah, uh, definitely thanks for coming on, man. Because, um, you know, one of the reasons I want to have you on, uh, not just to talk with you, but I know that also uh, recently, uh, just the, within the past week, um, the collection of your uh, comic series, Arcadia, with uh, writer Alex uh, mm -hmm. Pacnadel, uh, just came out. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I saw the um, the preview of the book online. And also, I and see, the thing is, I picked up a few of the issues uh, back when the, the just the singles were coming out. And I was really digging it. And at some point, I kind of fell off. And I figured, well, I, I'm sure the collection will be out. And I'm, you know, going to pick pick that up, definitely. And, um, you know, I, I, I dug it. I dug it. Like, I think I even uh, wrote oh. to you and said that, man, I'm really enjoying uh, these first couple of issues I bought, man. So, uh, yeah, definitely, man. Um, to have that as a collection, man, how do you feel, man, to have, like, you know, you, you work all together like that. Yeah, that's, uh, that, it's kind of like the, um, it's like the light at the end of the tunnel, you know what I mean? When you're working on these, like, long series, at least for me, you know, it's like the first one, I was kind of like, it's like, you know, just at the end of it, you know, I'm going to get to put that on the shelf, you yeah. know what I mean? If you like the spine, it's kind of like, you know, it's like an award. It feels like, you know, something you can, like, put on the shelf, mm -hmm. uh, the, you know, just I don't know, it just represents hard work. You know what I mean, like you hold it, I'm like, damn, man, this book is heavy. Like, yeah, it's like heavy. a lot of pages in this thing. You know, um, I mean, it's my first one. You know, so it was, 
you know, I like this, you know, regardless of how I feel about all the work in it. Because, um, you know, I can do better. Like, I, you know, I've, I've moved on. I think I showed you some of the new pages today. Definitely. That I'm doing. But, um, you know, for the first book and stuff, it's, it's great to have it done and have that just a big uh, trade back on the shelf. That's something like when I was first getting into comics, that's like what I always wanted. I was like, I want that giant book that I can just, you know. One day I want like the uh, Otomo sized like Akira books. There you go, the phone up. book. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be the yeah. <laughs> All the spines the straight across. Yeah, I, I feel you, man. Yeah, I feel you. Now, now you were mentioning that that was like your now was that like kind of like your first completed comic series? You mean? Yeah. Oh man, cool. Well, you know, and that's surprising too, Eric, because. Arcadia really reads like very assured, you know, like like the scripting is great and your artwork was really good, man. Like, you know, um like it just really felt like wow, you, you got a handle on this. You know, I I would have never guessed that this was like your first foray. Cool, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Um I mean, I tried to keep it relatively simple, you know what I mean, to kind of like you know, because of that, yeah. uh, you know, because it's my first one, I don't want to like take, you know, I don't want to like go full sprint and then trip it up, you know, mess up the pacing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of the book, you know, it's, you know, it's, I think it's kind of laid out in a way that, uh, like, uh, when I first got into it, I think like, I mean, it's boom, like there's not only like so much you can kind of do. I, I remember really wanting to do like these, like, Topi sort of looking pages sure but it's like there's you know there's no way that yeah that's kind of more like i mean because my profession is like an artist you know that's obviously like the kind of creative like layouts that i want to do you know but i i kind of just had i wanted to keep it just like a natural flow you know especially it being like the first book but uh but thanks man i, I appreciate that you know I'm, I'm happy that it read well it's just uh but yeah, I mean, it's my first um, first gig as a comic artist on like a series, and um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man. Uh, it, it was great. It's great. And I'm hoping to finish the rest of this series when I pick up the collection. Um, hopefully, um, later this month, man. So yeah, that, that, cool. that should be cool. All right. Well, yeah, you have to let me know what you think about it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, man. Um, I did some reading on you and did some, uh, some research and, uh, to my surprise, I didn't realize that you came from a artistic family, man. You know, you have a, um, a brother, Keith, um, who is an artist as mm -hmm. well. Um, you have a dad, Tim, who plays guitar locally. And I was like, oh, okay. So you kind of got some creative lineage going <laughs> on there. So, so let me ask you this. Well, well, starting right there, you know, just with that in your background, man, um, when you were growing up, was there, was um, kind of, I guess, that, that creativity encouraged or what was kind of like the the household, like growing up, you know, with especially yourself and your brother, <laughs> you know, being into art or getting into that type of stuff? Yeah, uh, it was, it was great, man. Um yeah, my mom is also art. She's a painter. She's oh. uh, art teacher. Cool. I know. So it was. Yeah, my dad he paints. Oh. Uh, and uh, he's actually uh, uh, 
they're both incredible painters. Um, very different styles. My dad does like a lot of almost sort of, uh, sort of like they look like in the realm of like uh, realism landscapes, but they're completely like from from like imagination. They're invented, so it's has like this surreal sort of dreamlike kind of quality to it. My mom's very like like a bright impressionistic sort of still lights and landscapes yeah. and stuff like that. And it's uh you know growing up, it was always it's kind of funny because like um, looking back you know i, I kind of realized like how important you know all that was when i was a kid you know you kind of take it for granted or yeah. <laughs> just because like when you grow up or like you know you grow up like watching like you know my mom my dad painting uh when my dad's playing music you know you would go to his gigs uh you know he's practicing at home and you know and uh and you just think like this is like totally like everyone's family's like this, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, like making making a living with art and all that. But uh, um, uh, no, I mean it was like both of them. I think you know I definitely wouldn't be where I'm at right now if uh, if I had a family that was like constantly uh, you know questioning me. Mm-hmm. You know, like being like, oh, you should come up with like a backup plan. You know, you should really reconsider like you know this whole art game like sounds risky i feel like you know that's i think it's more risky if, if like uh a kid is sort of like second guessing themselves because it, it shows not only in their work but the way they present themselves and you see a lot of mm. people trying to like be professional and like get into the game like get into the industry uh yeah. whether it's like comics or editorial or whatever but they're so shy about like showing their work they're like they don't i don't want to promote myself i don't know who to like mm-hmm. like do i email them like what do i you know i can't do it because they're just like i feel like a lot of it comes from you know growing up in a family where they were probably told like you know like oh you're not gonna make any money this uh no one really does this it's all luck mm-hmm. uh you know sh- you know just kind of shit like that but um yeah uh it's uh yeah, it's been great, man. I mean, even it's kind of a funny story. It was like when I when I think about like how sort of outrageously supportive they were. I mean, one I used to play in this when I was like I wasn't always I was always like doing art, but I yeah. I would kind of like switch avenues for a while. I was like playing music and playing in this band, and uh, my mom like like uh, gave us like a loan to finish recording the album oh. <laughs> like because we were we were in this like professional studio and stuff and we like run out of money and my mom was like you know i got you just pay me back with like the cd so she was like a little oh, like record label yeah. for a minute yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know and uh but then even i remember like i went through a phase where i was really into uh like graffiti and uh not so much not like tagging or, or just you know messing stuff up to mess it up it was more like i'd make these like posters yeah and like print it out like cheap paper like so i like draw stuff do some like graphic design different things and take it to kinko's get it blown up really huge so it's like in this like half tone dots and stuff and into different pieces and me and my buddies would go out and we paste them onto like buildings or like abandoned uh like abandoned shit you know and just whatever and i remember <laughs> i went out to uh uh flew out to la to hang out with a friend of mine mm-hmm. and then i got a like a a picture message from my mom and it was like this she was like this looks familiar and it was like this 
giant poster I'd put up in this parking garage. Yeah. And she like parked in front of it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna get reamed. <laughs> but she was like, but she, the picture of like the poster was like someone had tried to tear it down. Like it was had all these like, it was really, actually, I thought it was kind of cool looking. Cause it was like, had all these like claw marks in it of someone's like hands. Like they were trying to. Wow. Peel it off the wall, you know what I mean? Yeah. And my mom was like, why would she was like, I don't know why anyone would take this down. Oh man, that's Bob's <laughs> love. Like, <laughs> I know, mom, right there. So Yeah, it was always just kind of stuff like that, you know. I was like, dude, this is growing up, I was like, Yeah, this is not this is definitely abnormal. Most families are are not like this. You know, for sure. But Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, my mom she cracks up though, you know, because it's like she's like I can't believe you, like, you're literally doing, like, I'm 28 years old, and I'm, she's like, I can't, you're literally doing the exact same thing you were doing when you were, like, four, mm. you know, or five. Yeah. You know, just drawing monsters, and, or just whatever, and, uh, uh, yeah, one other, uh, cool mom story, I'll tell one more, but it was like, sure. um, I think, I think when I was, like, five, it was, uh, yeah, four or five, something like that, it was kind of, like, the start of, like, illustration i guess like the, like i didn't realize i was illustrating but that's kind of what it was but i had these like i had all these like stories in my head yeah but i didn't know how to like write yet you know obviously <laughs> you know or you know or you know and uh so i would i remember like pacing around the living room you know i tell my mom like story about like this like all right there's like this detective and then he goes up in this castle and the castle's haunted it's full of like ghosts and demons and stuff and then he walks in, there's like a drawbridge, and then there's like sharks, and then there's like ghost sharks, and then it's like, he sits in this chair, and then the chair like turns into a monster, and it sucks him in, and then like, I remember like, she would like write it all down, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then on every, like on the opposite page, uh, she would leave it blank, so then I would go back and illustrate it later. So like, I would go on the first page, and she'd be like, yeah, this is where he like, you know, where you said that he walks up to the castle. And I'd be like, oh, sweet. And I'd draw, like, you know, the detective walking to the castle. Yeah. So then later when you read it, you know, it's like a little book. But so always very encouraging of, like, weird stories and uh, oh, that's my, awesome. uh, you know, career in illustration. Yeah, man. My, my mom was your first yeah, cool, editor. Man. I still got that one, too. Oh, that's cool, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I still got it. Oh, I'm man. thinking, like, one day maybe I'll, like, uh, I'll put it up somewhere. Hey man, I think you should make a zine out of it. I'll take it to SPX. <laughs> there you go. Seems <laughs> like an SPX kind of thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well cool, cool. Well, well, well. Aside from your parents and definitely your mom, um, as far as influences mm-hmm. growing up, what were some of the um, other things that you kind of glommed on to, or certain other artists and creators that kind of lit your imagination um, <laughs> as a as a kid? Um. Uh, Geiger would probably be number one. Uh, uh, watching like uh, the alien movie when I was a kid, mm. I remember just being like, I watched it. Uh, I didn't really understand, you know, that he was like the artist. You know, I didn't, you know, I hadn't really like seen his work. Um, but so I guess what I mean more is like, you know, his uh, his influence on that movie. And uh, his or his concept work for that movie, rather, and mm-hmm. uh, you know. But I remember my dad letting me watch that, and then uh, my mom was kind of pissed. 
because she was like, he's so he's way too young for this violent movie. Yeah. But I remember being like, you don't understand. Like, I was just given the gift because that was like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Like, I thought the film was like, I didn't think it was scary at all. I thought it was just like gorgeous, man. Like the mm. scene with like the eggs. You know what I mean? And like yeah. the, the way that like the shit is sort of like organic, you know, it's like this, it's everything's like covered in this like oil, but it's like, so it's like this machine, right. but it looks like you're inside this like vertebrae, you know, it's got like the ribs and like this, and the way the monsters look, I was just like yeah. blown away. I just like, yeah, it really stuck with me. But uh, uh, other than that would be uh, like, I say like for uh, Batman comics. Okay. Um, can't remember the artist, but I guess it was like, oh man, what was the series? It was the one that ended with uh, uh, Bane breaking Batman over his knee. Do you remember that? The cover oh, it was of, like, of course. Uh, Kelly Jones is the artist. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that uh, what was the artist who did the the cover for that? Like that really gothic Batman style. Yeah, like the really it, long ears. You know what I mean? And the yeah, that that was that was Kelly Jones. Yeah, was that him? Yeah. Oh, Kelly Jones. Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, Kelly Jones. Um, it was actually kind of funny. It was like, uh, I keep talking about these like childhood stories, but mm-hmm. sort of like where it started. It was kind of funny though. It's like kind of how I got in the comics. It was uh, my dad and I were walking along uh, the uh, Shenandoah River mm-hmm. up in. Um, Harpers Ferry, West Virginia, and uh, and I remember him saying to me, he was like, because I was walking barefoot, he was like, all right, you gotta watch out for snakes, because uh, I'd hang out around the water, and if one bites you, we gotta look at it, we gotta find it, uh, you know, to make sure it's not, like, poisonous or something like that. Mm. And um, so I'm kind of, you know, that's, like, in the back of my mind, and uh, we're walking, and uh, I, like, I feel this bite, and, um, and uh, I panic, and I look down, and sure enough, there's these two, uh, like, bloody holes in my foot. Oh, man. And so, and so my dad's like, oh, shit, like, did you, see the, did you see the snake? And we're, like, looking around for the snake, and I don't see it, but, you know, I'm like, <laughs> as I'm looking, I, I see something sticking out of, like, the sand, like the dirt. And so I start to, it's like these two little blue uh, look like horns. Yeah. Like, and I start to dig it out, and it's a uh, Batman action figure. <laughs> and it's, I had stepped, <laughs> I had stepped on the dude's horns or his his ears, and uh, and I was like, it's kind of funny because like, at that age, like I didn't didn't have any uh, like action figures or toys like that. I think I had like, I basically I just drew. Like I don't remember having. Uh, like toy toys, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think I may have had like some, I had like Legos and uh, just drew and stuff like that. So this is the first time I'd ever even seen like an action figure. Like mm. never seen anything like that. Never seen a comic book. You know, I don't think we had a TV at the time. So it was like, it was just sort of like a first time pop culture sort of experience all at once. And it like just literally like broke my skin. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> so I picked it up. I remember looking at this thing and I was like, it was like this dude, he's, he's ripped, right? Yeah. And he's got these, like, he looks so cool. And I remember just picking him up and going, like, Dad, what is this? And he was like, son, 
that's Batman. And I was just like, oh, 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 it's four. But in my mind, I was like, holy shit, this is so cool. And ever since, I remember it was like, I freaked out. I mean, I thought it was just like the coolest thing I'd ever seen. And my grandmother uh, uh, was nice enough to, she bought me every issue in that series with uh, Kelly Jones. Wow. uh, What was it called? It was called, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Oh, uh, Nightfall. Do you remember what that series? Yeah, it was uh, Nightfall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like an encyclopedia of comics, man. I listen to you like on the podcast. I'm like, I hope Adrian doesn't ask me a bunch of questions about like (laughs) old comics because I'm like, I don't remember. I'm terrible at remembering like writers' names and artists' names and, you know, stuff like that. But Yeah. yeah, man, so that was... That's how I got into comics, though. Oh, so definitely nice. like, yeah, in that kind of style, I guess. But that's cool. That's cool. And you know, and, and you know, with with just those two influences, I can kind of see, you know, kind of the um, the uh, impetus for the uh, direction that you take now in, in your work. You know, as it stands, you know, you do have this very um, um, dark sensibility to your work, but you know, it's well crafted. You know what I'm saying, and uh, cool. Yeah, I, that that definitely makes sense now. Definitely makes sense. Cool. Well, 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 then, oh, no problem, no problem. Uh, well, let me ask you this: um, You're a native of Virginia, and you attended mm-hmm. Virginia Commonwealth University uh, for your uh, education, man. And um, you know, it seemed like within the past ten, fifteen, maybe twenty years, man. Uh, VCU has really been like a hotbed for like you know some really kick-ass illustrators. Uh, yourself, uh, mm-hmm. your brother Keith, Richie Pope. Uh, you got Sterling Hundley. Just like a laundry list of you know people coming out of there. They're just like oh, yeah, amazing, man. amazing. Um, so when you attend, a lot of people you've, you've interviewed too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so when you attended VCU. Kind of like, what what did you go there for initially? Did you have like a goal in mind in terms of, well, I want to study illustration or I, I want to study painting? Uh, I, and I guess versus once you left there, once you graduated, um, did you did you end up sticking with what you came there for initially? Or once you got there and saw these other influences and, you know, got used to, you know, doing this wide swath of art? You know, did it kind of influence you one way or the other towards the work you do now? Um, yeah, I mean, let's see. I, uh, at first, I thought I wanted to go for graphic design. Yeah. Which is sort of, like, ridiculous. I don't know why I wanted to do that. I think I was just sort of, like, I think I just, like, doubted myself. Because um, it was, you know, you would look at the work over there, you know what I mean? And I was a fan of uh, Sterling's work. Oh, before course. I applied. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, because I was, you know, I was playing music. That was something I wanted to do full time. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, I applied for Berkeley in Boston to go to school for music for a minute, you know, and then uh, I took like a summer course up there. And uh, so drawing was kind of like this this thing that uh, I was good at, I loved doing. Yeah. But I definitely kind of doubted myself. When you look at you look at comics and or, you know, like 
a lot of magazine illustration or whatever, I was just like, yeah, right. There's no way I could do that shit. There's like absolutely no way. I had no, I, no like understanding of how much time, like, I just seemed impossible, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. anyway, so um, I was playing music. I was taking classes in graphic design at like a community college, um, sort of like a just in case. And then when I applied for uh, VCU, uh, I remember a bunch of my professors at the community college I was at were like, like uh, definitely pushing me towards going for illustration, huh. and um, which was cool, you know. And then when I remember, kind of like last minute, I was looking through all the, the work, you know, like online, and I was like, I was like, all right, let's be real. I was like, do you want to be, like, a graphic designer, or do you want to be where like, Sterling Hunley's at? Because I'm looking at his work, and he teaches there, and I'm looking at like a lot of the student work that was there before, you know, and uh, like uh, Edward, you know, Kinsella and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah. So I was like, let's just, let's do it, man. Let's, let's go for communication arts and hope that I can, that I get the chops that I can do it. <laughs> when I first started going, man, it, I was, I was very bad. It was very bad. Mm. Don't think I was good at all. When I first, definitely when I first got there, a lot of people I think were ahead of me, mm-hmm. but whatever. Well, well, let me ask you this, Eric. Once you did get there, because, you know, definitely, once you start art school, it's like that incoming class, even though some people act like their shit don't stink, excuse the impression, uh, expression, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Like, like, we're all waiting to kind of be molded, you know. But, I mean, to go into a program where you do have, you know, instructors like Sterling Hunley, and, you know, you can already see, like, man, a couple years down the line, you know, I'm, you know, if, if I apply myself, I'm going to have perhaps these types of results. Like once you got into the mm-hmm. program, like kind of were, were there any like, you know, light bulb moments for you or like, um, did you see a progression or, you know, what, what, what kind of lessons were you starting to take on in terms of, you know, getting your art from where it was then to seeing it steadily improve? Um, yeah, I mean, I say like when I first got there, I, I had no idea what my work was, you know what I mean? It was more like, you know, I, I had a good understanding of the Adobe suite, you know, from like a design background. Okay. Uh, uh, at least I mean, I mean like from the classes I was taking at the uh, community college and stuff like that. And, okay. and my work, I mean, at that point it's kind of more like very fundamental stuff. So it's sort of like you, you're not you're too early to be developing any kind of style or figuring out who you are or the things that you even like, you know I mean? I was like, you know, we would do like community college and stuff. We would do like live, you know, nude, like figure drawings, and figure studies. And I was always good at that. You know, I, you know, I just, cause I'd been drawing forever, but, uh, I remember when I got, cause I, tra- so I transferred into VCU. Okay. Um, so, when I got there, I remember being like, one, I was surprised at how uh, like relaxed it was. It was very easy, like the classes. Uh, the community college that I came from was uh, uh, called Virginia Western, and it was like this communication design course, and it was supposed to be like this, uh, like this course for people who you need to start working within two years, 
because mm-hmm. you don't really have the money for like you know a full school or something like that so it was like I was going to this course where they were training you to be like if you want to be a designer and get work or be like a professional be an artist whatever like we're gonna like just run you through it's gonna be super hard and it was it was like very mm. hard <laughs> it was like it was the kind of shit where if you showed up late and I mean 30 seconds late you failed that was it Jeez. And the story, it would always be, yeah, it was like the, uh, my professor, Steve Hoff, he was super cool. He's head of the department now. Um, he's always, I always totally related to the guy. A lot of people hate him because, uh, he was so hard, Yeah. <laughs> but I got it, you know, cause I, I wanted, I wanted the lessons, you know, he was like, uh, yeah, he was just like, uh, he was like, Eric, you're five minutes late. Guess what? Uh, client went home. Mm. So. Then he would be like, doesn't matter how much work you put in. You know what I mean? I was like, I was like, dude, I just, I finished like the whole thing. I mean, look at this thing. It's better than like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, it's better than everyone else's. It's in here, but their stuff was there on time. I walked in five minutes late because like, couldn't find a parking spot, whatever. It was like, you were done. F, that was it. Mm. And, uh, but it, you know, it was like real life. So it was cool. But then when I got to VCU, it was, it was like, I remember being pissed off because it would be like, uh, stay up all night working on something. You know, and I'm sweating. I'm just like, no <laughs> sleep, no food. Yeah. You know what I mean? The whole art school thing. And I'm yeah. like, I have to get this done. I got to prove myself. I'm like the new kid in this school. I get there and the teacher would be like, all right, guys, uh, we're going to start the critique today. How many people have their projects? Uh-huh. And then I raise my hand and maybe like two other people. <laughs> so they would just be like, all right, how about let's say, let's uh, let's meet again and like, a week. Oh man! <laughs> and you would just be like, "You fucking, you fucking kidding me, dude!" Like, this isn't, it's not fair. I was like, "Dude, like, fail them. <laughs> like, give me an A, fail this kid, send them home. I don't care." Right. Like, it just, I felt like this school, this school is so much more expensive than this last thing I went to, and you're like coddling these kids. Uh huh. And it was, it, it kind of really pissed me off, to be honest, in the beginning, but. You know, you get what you put into it. You know, I just kind of realized, like, just focus on myself and not worry about, you know, what other people are doing. Um, yeah, I mean, but honestly, to your to your question, though, uh, yeah, I learned a lot of great lessons from, you know, uh, Sterling, uh, Josh George, Carrie mm-hmm. uh, uh, Talbot, you know, uh, who was amazing. Uh, you know, really just a lot of it was with uh, how to tell stories. Um, I think it was something that they really were really good at. When I was in school there, though, uh, we weren't allowed to study comics. Oh, really? Which was like a huge disappointment when I got there because I was like, I love comics, and I came from like a graphic design background. And design and that readability of shapes and values, like coming over into comics was something that I thought was like, you know, it was like a given. You know, it's like yeah. it totally makes sense. I could transition into something like that. And the head of the department at the time was, uh, to be honest, like a complete shithead and was just, he was like, he would not have it. He thought that it was like subpar amateur art. Didn't matter who you were. If you were in the comics, you were like just scum. And it was like, I hated it. So I had like, we had a sequential art class and my teacher, Josh George, Incredible painter, huge in the comics. Yeah. Uh, 
and he he had to sneak in like heavy metal magazines <laughs> and like show us and i remember like i remember him coming in and checking on the class and and, and them having to like hide him wow like, he had to like put him away like because he was like oh fuck dude and like here he comes and he's like you know and <laughs> but he was always very honest about like how much he was like this bullshit i can't teach you guys like it's insane like some weird censorship you know what i mean where it's like no comics just because one guy some like like you know this weird authority complex was like didn't like it and by the way this guy man i wish i could remember his name so i could totally rag on him but he used to draw these like his office like when he went into like communication arts office these paintings of like looney tunes characters and that's that's what he did so this is like the highbrow art that we're all supposed to like aspire towards. <laughs> it was like, it was like, uh, you know, Daffy Duck or some shit. And you're like, I can't even study comics in here. This is nuts. But uh, coincidentally, as soon as I left, or as soon as I graduated, um, he retired. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. No. So now the the good news is like, if people are thinking about going to VCU that are like listening to this, you know, I don't, I don't mean to shit on the school or, you know, the, the professors were amazing. It was just that one guy was just kind of, he kind of, uh, ruined it a, a lot, a lot of it. Um, he ruined it for, I think a lot of people. Um, one person actually, Julia Scott, she's an incredible comic book artist. Uh, if you ever look into her, it's like really, really cool, uh, brushwork and hmm. awesome stuff. She and I were both transferring into VCU at the same time. And so we immediately connected. We were both in the comics, uh, similar like interests and styles and stuff like that. And uh, I remember when she met with them uh, and she told them that she was like, she's like a super like straightforward, ambitious kind of person. Takes no shit kind of thing. She's just like, I'm going to be a comic book artist. Like, mm. and he was like, he was like, no way. We don't, we don't turn out comic book artists here. And she was like, well, then fuck this school and fuck you and I'm out of here. And then she never went. And then I did. And uh, we're both working artists. But uh, wow. So she, she, decided, she decided to do it on her own, though. So props to Julia. <laughs> she was <laughs> like, she totally, knew, she totally knew what she wanted from the get-go. And when he told her that she couldn't study comic books, she was just like, what? <laughs> what is this place? You tell me what I can't study? Mm. But... Yeah, now though, I mean, VC is great. I mean, um, it was great when I was there, just except for that one guy. But uh, Robert McGank's the head of the department. He's incredible. Uh, they're like reinventing the color wheel. It's like a sphere now. They've, oh, uh, wow. Him and him and Matt Walland is kind of crazy shit, dude. It's it's actually it's like pretty mind blowing stuff. They were working on it when I was there. They were kind of like taking the color spectrum and redesigning it into a three-dimensional um, sphere. But not just, like a, not just like a sphere that's like empty, but I mean like you actually can take a camera and travel through it in variations of like saturation and uh, hue. So yeah. it's like these different sort of like axis. Uh-huh. Of, so it's like if you imagine like a, it's pretty crazy, but so you can separate it into like these particles. So if you can imagine like a sphere into like thousands or, hundreds or whatever, however simple you want to make it, you know, you can take this sphere and blow it up into these particles and you can just travel through and find the exact color where it lies on a spectrum. So anytime you see color, like on a normal spectrum, if it's flat, 
it's like highly inaccurate. You know what I mean? Because you're not compensating for like, like the, it's not falling like where it should be, I guess. Um, So anyway, it's kind of like, I guess if you imagine like if you took, when you take the earth, like the, the map of the globe and you laid out flat, it's like totally wrong. But <laughs> like compared to what it actually looks like, right? Okay. Uh, anyway, they're doing some really cool stuff. Is what I'm trying to say, and they definitely study comics. My brother's got uh, comics class up there where they literally they just study like some of the best. They study like uh, some uh, like Electra Assassin, you know, from uh, Bill Sienkiewicz's uh, art on that book. Yeah. They study the Watchmen. They just go through. They do like. It's like a comics history stuff. Oh. Um, Scott McCloud went and talked there. Oh, wow. Okay. Gave, gave like a speech. So they're totally embracing it now. I mean, they're a bunch of, I mean, if you look at Chris and I, you know, we both came from that school. Right. From a time when, you know, you weren't really talking about comics. And we're both working in comics. Richie, too. Um, yeah. Jeff Love is doing uh, his own stuff. You know, That's right. Like, That's right. Yeah. He's super silly to like not and not like embrace you know and sterling too i mean like this is their, their focus on like storytelling like even if you know it might be more on editorial illustration or something like that but they, they've always been very supportive of developing your own intellectual property mm-hmm. um you know sterling especially i mean when i was there like i couldn't talk about comics uh well we couldn't study comics but we could like uh, i remember in sterling's class i like was when I first started to like develop this idea of like Kid Havoc, like this comic book I really wanted to do, and um, he was like just gung ho about it. He, he even did like a cover for me, wow, like an original piece Holy for the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super supportive. Yeah. Oh man. Well, let me ask you this: one more question in regards to VCU. Um, in addition to the comics, um, what I guess what what did you take away? as far as like the actual craft of picture making, you know, um, because like your standalone illustrations, like your editorial illustrations are so, so great, man. Like I'm, I'm continually wild by it. Thank you. You know what I mean? And obviously that they had to come from just, you know, really get honing your craft and having that kind of congeal from somewhere. Like, I guess just in terms of that picture making instinct, uh, what what did you take away from your schooling in that regard? Um, I guess, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of, you know, like the schooling was very, uh, um, it's kind of more like fundamentals, I guess, you know, like fundamental, like readability. Yeah. Um, uh, how to deal with subject matter, how to like sort of, um, I guess, pick apart. Like, uh, Sterling was really good at talking about this thing he always dubbed as uh, ideation, which was like mm-hmm. just like kind of like a, like making like a science to like coming up with an idea. Um, so, if you look through an article and you can kind of just start like, you know, working it out on paper, much like an equation, you know, and just figuring out like the smartest way to like solve that issue. And um, so he's got all kinds of really cool stuff, you know, with that. I mean, a lot of it is, like, you know, like, a lot of, like, giant word banks, you know, of, like, things that come to mind. And then you start, like, connecting these different things. And then you might be, like, yeah. oh, well, I'll take, like, the antithesis of this thing. And then how can I force that to relate? 
and then somewhere in like forcing this thing to relate is going to be like a really cool thing. And then you just go through and build these very complex sort of webs of, uh, of ideas. And, um, you know, there's, there's artists, you know, that are much, much better at that stuff than I am. I'm kind of more like, I, I don't really consider myself as like a very clever, uh, editorial illustrator. <laughs> you know, there's other people out there like, uh, like uh, Keith Negley or, um, yeah. uh, you know, Richie for sure. Yo. Like Richie's stuff is clever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh -huh. Like, like Richie's stuff is like, you know, it, it, uh, it, uh, <laughs> it makes your brain work. You know what I mean? You look at it and you're like, oh shit, I get it. That's a good I way to it. put it. I see what yeah. you did. That's so cool. Yeah. It makes your, it makes my brain hurt a little bit, you know, <laughs> but it's like, I'm definitely like, I always admire that about him, you know, and artists like that, uh, you know, and, um, Jeff Love too, or Edward Kinsella, you know, it's like, those guys are like super simple, mm -hmm. um, work, things can be very straightforward, but it's, it's the cleverness in there that kind of really bridges that gap between like the text and the illustration. And you just kind of like, damn, that's like, that was a good move. That was a really good move, you know? But for me, you know, I get hired more for stuff that's just like, uh, just to make, you know, <laughs> shit that is really cool. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. It's kind of, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, there's like some cleverness in it, I guess with like comic book covers, um, which you know, I'd like to do more of, you know what I mean? Cause you have to like find a way of summarizing the, uh, you know, the, the characters and the uh, conflicts and stuff like that. And like a single image. And I really like that challenge. Um, but lately I've been hired more for things that are closer to the realm of concept art or mm -hmm. um, things of that nature. Um, so yeah, I'm actually kind of moving away from magazine stuff. Some not necessarily like um, on purpose, you know, it's just kind of like, happened that way i was doing a bunch of magazine work and uh it's actually kind of cool i was contacted by uh rupert sanders um who's a like a hollywood director he, he's doing the new ghost in the shell movie oh wow okay okay yeah yeah and he wanted me to do the um some storyboards on that film and i was like which is like through dreamworks so i was like <laughs> i was literally living like Paycheck to paycheck, like, and that's kind of an exaggeration. I was like, no money. <laughs> like, it was, you would like do a job, and I'd be like, all right, cool. So tonight I'll have a little bit of oatmeal, and then if I can wait 20 hours, I can have the rest of the oatmeal, <laughs> and then <laughs> I'll like just hope that my check from my last job that I finished like 30 days ago shows up, you know, and you're just sort of like really just edging out like meals so that you can keep the lights on it was bad it was like it just i hated it mm -hmm. but when i got an email you know from him and his producer one of the producers and like we want you to come on and do like artwork and maybe some keyframes wow visual developments and like yeah like uh storyboard stuff i was like fuck yes i was like i freaked out i like i mean i literally just freaked out i thought my life had like it just hit like a 180 you know what i mean i was like it's like, uh, you know, like there's moments where you're sort of just like <laughs> praying to your inbox that some shit pops up. You know what I mean? You're just like, <laughs> yeah. I need, like, you're like, 
I need to eat. I'm so hungry. And I'm like, you're just doubting yourself. Like, you're just mm. like, God, why don't like, if you feel like, I mean, honestly, it's like as an illustrator, like as an artist, like if people don't pay you on time or they're just sort of like, like it's super late paying you. Yeah. It really feels like you, it makes you feel like you suck. It's like, it's like, I'm not good enough for someone to even pay me on time. Like if, you know, if, if you turn something in and they're like, you know, this is great. And you're like, yes, awesome. I love to work with you guys again. They're like, definitely. Thank you for taking the time. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's not their, it's not the art director's fault. It's like, you know, the financial department, but it eats away your psyche. You know what I mean? When you're sort of like, like, if it was so good, why am I so hungry? <laughs> you uh, know? Mm. And like, so when you're like, you know, it's like moments like that. And then all of a sudden I'm just like looking at my inbox and I, it just like popped up. It just said DreamWorks storyboards, like question mark. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? I just freaked out. I called my mom and I was like, it's all good. It's like, I think I'm going to be like, everything's going to be cool. I'm not going to be broke anymore. I'm not going to be like, you don't have to worry about me. Everything's, everything's going to be great. I think I just got my big break. And then, uh, and then I, I talked to them for a little bit back and forth. And they were like, uh, they were like, we really, we're really hoping that you live in LA and I was like, I don't, but I fly out there every now and then because I got friends out there. Yeah. Um, so I got a place to stay if you need me to be there for like six months, eight months, a year, whatever. Like I'll, I'll make it happen. Yeah. And uh, they were like, okay, that's great. Like that'll totally work. Uh, let me just like make sure that we can get you into the union. Uh, and I don't remember specifically which union, but the, the one that uh, the artists have to be in because <laughs> yeah. it's filmed in Hollywood. And there's a whole bunch of politics with unions and uh, film that – I didn't know about, you know, but I know a little bit about now, but I couldn't get in basically. Oh. They wouldn't let me in. They basically, they make it extremely hard for you to get in so that the director is forced to pick someone that's already in the union so they can get a cut. Uh, so they're sort of like, why would you want that guy to come in from Virginia when I've got this guy right here? Oh, and then, man. So they're like, they had, they had to do that. So I was just like... <laughs> After that, man, dude, my my uh, mental game just it for a moment. I was on, I was doing Arcadia at the time. Yeah. And uh, uh, and my writer Alex was like, I told him, I was like, dude, don't tell the editors, but I just got hit up by DreamWorks, fucking Ghost Michelle movie, and he was like, he was like, dude, fucking quit, quit, go now, go. He's like, don't look back. And I was like, I wanted to finish the book, but. You know, it's it's rough working for, for uh, you know, both to be frank, just shit wages and not yeah. being paid on time, like really sucks. And uh, so I was like thinking about it, but then when then when I found I couldn't get in the union, it was like my mental game tanked, and then I like totally burnt out, and then shit was like starting to get late, you know, because I was like I can't fucking do this, I just can't work like this anymore, you know, doing Arcadia, but. But then, it, you know, it, what I started to do was uh, I just started to do, like, a ton of research on concept art, what it takes to work in, like, the film industry, the entertainment industry, yeah. video games, whatever, you know, learn more about it. So I just, all I did was just listen to, like, while I'm working on Arcadia, uh, I'm just listening to podcasts, um, paying for these Gumroad videos, which is, like, Gumroad yeah. is a, you know what that is? It's like yeah, a, absolutely. Yeah, so you can download, like, yeah, totally. So you can download, like, um uh, 
you know, tutorials from your favorite artists and stuff like that mm-hmm. and figure out their process or technique. And so I would pay like, you know, it's like 60 bucks for like, you know, eight hours from like Maché Cucciara and like all these guys. And they like really, really teach you just so much. And I, you know, I realized I was like, this is the shit I got to get into. Like, and so I started to like, I kind of like learn how to work that way, how to paint digitally and, and uh, work in that sort of entertainment field uh, during my normal work hours that I'm putting into Arcadia. Yeah. And then when Arcadia, when I was done with working on Arcadia uh, during the day, then at night I would just practice, practice on like the concept work, you know? So then it was done. It's kind of like what you were saying. You were like, you were doing one thing with Arcadia, but then you started all of a sudden you were like painting. <laughs> Yeah, doing these digital paintings and shit and that was kind of what it was I was like I was just sort of like if DreamWorks hit me up then like I need to be ready for it if it happens again like because you know comics are awesome like I love working in comics but you know I want to have my foot in the door and like some other stuff as well no no I hear you and and, you know and that's the thing too man it's like I I knew you as the the Arcadia guy (laughs) quote unquote you know, saying so I've been seeing mm-hmm. your comic stuff and it just seemed like one day, you know, you just popped up on Facebook like, Hey, here's uh here's some paint I'm working on and I'm like, What? Whoa Like I was like, Yo, this is yeah. this is so dope, man. What? And then like maybe about two weeks or a, a month later, like you showed up with another one. And I was like, Oh wow, wow, this this stuff is looking great. What what the hell, you know? And then, mm-hmm. you know, it just seemed like it cascaded from there to where now, you know, your, your, your recent illustrations for that uh, Survival Myths um, article in Outdoor Life, um, that stuff mm-hmm. is just incredible, man. Incredible. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank so, you. So, I mean, that stuff just really, so those lessons really paid off for you. And I think that's a testament to anybody who's listening myself included, just like, you know, you think one door shuts for you, but that means, like you said, you work hard and, you know, make sure your foot is strong to put back in the door so that way it, it won't shut on you mm-hmm. again. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's it. I mean, I was like, yeah, I remember, I mean, at that point, like, when I when I realized that, like, DreamWorks was, <laughs> like, not, like, I was like, Dude, it it was just like such to be picked up so high after being so low. Yeah. Just to be like dropped back into that again. I was like, oh my god, dude, I wanted to quit so bad, but yeah, yeah, I was like you're saying. I mean, it's just sort of like you have to look at the bright side. You have to look at things strategically, you know, or like as a business, you know, and be like, like you know, real with yourself. You're like, well, let's be real. Like Rupert Sanders. There's like a big director and he said he liked my work and, yeah. he, and enough for me to go work on like ghost in the shell and ghost in the shell. It's like a really like amazing intellectual property. I mean like, yeah, I know the movie is not going to be good, but <laughs> like, but it's still, I mean, when you're like, you know, when you grow up with like ghost in the shell, I mean, that's like a huge inspiration. Yeah. When someone asks you to like, dude, you want to work on this? That means that like your art is sort of in line with that, that vision was like a huge compliment. Mm-hmm. And 
And uh, I mean, even if it's just, I mean, dude, it was like storyboards. I'm not like doing like concept art for it or anything, but, but still, you know, it was still, I was like, yeah. I was like, just, I was, yeah. But anyway, so I just wanted to get, you know, better for if something like that comes up again. Um, but uh, yeah. And I mean, a lot of that style though is translating into my comic book work now though. So the book that uh, I'm putting out that uh, Kurt and I are putting out in October Mm -hmm. or the series rather Um, the forevers. It's like the whole book is um, very much like a painted style. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, It's sort of, sort of like, I mean, it's, it's, it has like line work kind of mixed in. It's very like, it's, uh, I don't know. I think it fits the script really well. Cause I mean, like the book is sort of like this black magic, there's a lot of, you know, like drug use and it's sort of like a murder mystery and it's got, it's like dark, you know what I mean? But it's got this like sort of fantastical magic sort of element to it. Yeah. So it's like, I wanted to paint this book in this very like sort of cinematic, uh, like, uh, like just want this like eerie sort of atmosphere to it, you know? Uh Um, something that I just didn't think I could capture with, you know, line art because I wanted like that, foreboding sense of this this pact that these characters made with like black magic and I wanted like that black magic to be like this sort of looming sort of like I guess feeling that you get through the whole book so I wanted to paint it you know what I mean so it has like this like mm-hmm. you get this like kind of otherworldly uh, I guess feel to it but so yeah that book is this book is a challenge it's really fun though it's cool to be able to like I mean, just embrace that new approach to illustration and, you know, that new approach to working that uh, translates into, like, the entertainment industry. You know, it also translates into, like, you know, video games or whatever, and I can kind of just do all of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hopefully. And, and, you know, it's interesting that, that you mentioned that in, in terms of the um, the style that you're using for um, the Forevers. Um, because um, some of the sample pages that you uh, you've not only shown me, but that are actually are online through there was an article in the uh, Hollywood Reporter um, that um, announced that uh, that was coming and showed some art as well. And um, it's interesting that it's kind of like a combination, like you're mentioning, of your different disciplines. You know, your your digital painting, your line art, your your sense of color. You know what I'm saying? All coming to the form, being congealed together into this one package. And, you know, and that was the other thing I was going to ask, too, earlier when we were talking about um, your, your, your your comics work. Like you were mentioning with uh, Arcadia, uh, I meant to mention that you also did the colors for Arcadia as well. Like, do you prefer, like, handling, like, the whole package? Because a lot of times, a lot of artists, well, I shouldn't say a lot of artists, but most artists say, well, you know, I, I want to just do just this one aspect, you know, but they're disappointed mm-hmm. when, say, the book comes out and somebody else either, you know, inks it or colors it. And they say, oh, well, that's not how I saw it. As opposed to like, <laughs> right, right. yeah, doing it yourself. It's like, you, OK, you can do exactly how you want and control the pacing and the look and feel of it, mm-hmm. you know, it's, but it's all on you and it has to be on time. Do you ever feel like, did you ever feel or felt that kind of pressure? Uh, the pressure to 
to be able to do all of it at, at, uh, at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And, and get it in on yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, when I was doing – so this, this new stuff that I'm doing is uh, is flowing really easy because it's kind of more like the, the painted style because it's more like my natural um, workflow. Yeah. Um, you know, this is like the same style I'm doing for editorial, the same st- style I'm doing for any storyboard work or whatever. You know, it's like – you know, so it's just sort of like it's already part of my like – my routine um with arcadia you know it was it was line art and then colors um and it's weird because i never like questioned it when i was doing it because it's sort of like it's comics are just set up that way you know from the from the beginning you know it's like this is what we'll pay you for the line art and this is what we'll we'll pay you for colors so already you're predetermined to go all right i'll turn in the line art and then i'll turn in the colors you know, it's not you know, like you never. It's it's not really like presented to you like as in uh, any other way. You know, it's just like that's how comics work. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was doing Arcadia, it actually was taking me a lot longer to just do line art and then to do colors afterwards. It was like kind of painful actually. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. like <laughs> I, I got I got faster towards the end. You know what I mean? Because you're looking at like you know. 200 pages of practice, but it was like, yeah, in the beginning, I mean, well, I mean, some of my editorial work was, was like line art and stuff and then color before too, but I don't know, man. I think I just, I burnt out, man. I, I burnt out uh, pretty hard around that DreamWorks thing. You know what I mean? I was just like, mm-hmm. got really sick of working in line art. Uh, I, I didn't feel like I was, um, you know, uh, fulfilled just <laughs> like fucking like artist thing to say you know i wasn't feeling but it's true man i wasn't my day-to-day especially when you're working digital it's hard to feel like that feeling you get of you know brush and ink to the paper yeah you know where you can get that like expressive line work so when you're doing digital line art um like i was you know it was really really tight well, it was sort of loose in the beginning because I was like really amped. You can t- when you read the book, man. When you get it, you can kind of see. Uh, and maybe it'll make it a f- more fun read for you too if you know like my mental <laughs> game through the book. Because when it starts out, I'm like, as you see the style change, yeah, uh, you know, somewhat through the book, and it's like I'm really stoked to be doing it, but I'm totally new, and so it's like it's fun, but it's you know it's a little sloppy I think in the beginning, and then I miss having brush to paper so much that I start to get really like brushworky sort of in the middle. And then it gets really sort of impressionistic, expressive, like bold brush marks and stuff still all in the computer. Mm. And then it gets really, really tight and more professional towards the end when I realized like all the things I was doing wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So it was like, so it's definitely, it's definitely a book that's like, Oh, this is how that artist started out. Cause it's like, you can kind of see, um, you can kind of see like the learning process and all that, but yeah, anyway though, but the new stuff I'm doing with the painting and all that, it definitely, it, it, uh, being able to like push and pull through color and line at the same time and see things sort of happen like this, like atmosphere of the book. And I don't mean like atmosphere, just like 
like literal atmosphere in it, but I, I guess I just mean like the overall like tone I see. Yeah. of the book. Like as you read it, you know, panel to panel, you just sort of like it. It just it, it feels more like me. It feels more like uh, I'm just able to kind of like uh, kind of cliche. Or I feel like I'm able to like guide the reader through it better. Yeah. Because I'm able to push and pull with color and line at the same time. So you're. I feel like I can kind of maintain like the reader's emotion uh-huh. better do you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. as opposed to, like if i was just, if i was just drawing it but i don't know that might just be in my head oh. we'll, have to, we'll have to see what people what people say <laughs> <laughs> they might hate it and then i'll be like oh yeah. man no nah, well well regardless regardless i mean it's it's still it's still a work thus far so i i think it'll be well received in, in any case man That concludes this episode of Artist Proof with Adrian Johnson. Any feedback or comments are greatly appreciated. You can email the show at artistproofpodcast at gmail.com. You can also leave comments on the show's main site at inazimastudios.com. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Artist Proof with Adrian Johnson is a production of Inazima Studios, LLC. Copyright 2016. Yeah, I'm good. All right, cool. <coughs> Welcome back to Artist <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you were gonna start. I thought you were gonna start warming up, like doing like, oh. like uh, some some vocal warm ups. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I heard you do the cough, I was like, I thought you were going to be like, <clears throat> oh, right. like, <laughs> me, 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 me. Like, like warm up your vocal cords. Yeah, me, 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 me. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>